0: You're listening to Young Life Interrupted, a podcast dedicated to 20 to 40-something caregivers. I'm your host, Adrienne Glussman, change maker and professional speaker on the topic of millennial caregiving and a former caregiver to my mom who battled multiple system atrophy. I'm a former corporate gal turned entrepreneur with a passion for filling a huge need I saw during my 10-year care journey that finding your tribe and connecting with them regularly is essential. And that resources exist for caregivers, but not tailored specifically to young ones. I help young caregivers find community and connection to support them through every step of their care journey. Now I'm ready to share stories, insights, and tips with you here week after week. Caregiving at our age is your unfair advantage. So if you're looking for support, you're in the right place. Let's kickstart today's episode. I am so excited because I am so close to opening the doors to the Young Life Interrupted podcast and wanted to give you a taste of what's to come. This has been a project lingering in the back of my mind for quite some time, probably too long, as I have a true passion for all things focused on supporting young caregivers. And this is such an opportunity for me to reach more young caregivers just like you and help them find support, community, and resources faster and easier than I did during my 10-year care journey. So what is Young Life Interrupted and what is it all about? Well, it's ultimately a place to come where you will feel seen, heard, and validated in a supportive environment with other young caregivers that are going to help you feel less isolated, loaded with more resources in your caregiver toolkit, and a development of hope for your future. I know it's so hard to believe right now that there is a future waiting for you, but trust me there is. We are going to work on lifting you up and keeping you putting one foot in front of the other on the daily while providing you with community to support you every step of the way. In my care journey, I did a lot of things right and I certainly did a lot of things wrong. But what contributed to my success as a caregiver was having community, people to ask questions of, get recommendations from. And when I came out of what I like to call the caregiver closet, things really started to change for me in terms of perspective and opportunity. I'm really passionate about helping young caregivers find a home base of people their age who get them, whilst innovating programs, resources, and education to support them through every step of their care journey. And that's what I'm going to share with you on this podcast. Lots of personal stories, insights, conversations with other caregivers just like you, and experts who can help guide you in the right direction when it comes to the most pressing questions young caregivers have when they are abruptly thrown into their journey and questions that continue to arise throughout it. So before we jump in, I want to tell you a little bit about me, my journey, and who I am. So, 2011 was the year my life was uprooted in an instant. I sat on the floor of my Brooklyn apartment with my heart pounding, the tears flowing, my palms sweating in a constant state of prayer, anxiously anticipating the phone call with the two words I had been waiting to hear She's okay. A few minutes, which honestly felt like hours before. I found out my mom had passed out and fallen alone in her home a thousand miles away in Tampa, Florida. She was there by herself for honestly what we think was about 12 hours before a family friend who came to join her for dinner realized what had happened. Not only had their dinner plans changed, I knew then my life would never be the same. The year before, my mom had been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, a progressive degenerative neurological disease with no cure. For those of you who don't know what it is, though I know a lot of you have parents or loved ones or spouses who are suffering from Parkinson's. While hearing this diagnosis had been scary, the reality of her first serious health incident brought on a new level of fear and uncertainty and launched me into my official new role as a millennial caregiver. The next four years were tumultuous to say the least. My own life was not exactly where I wanted nor thought it would be at that point. I was on the brink of turning 30, trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up, and living out the single girl dating stories in New York City that made Sex in the City must-see TV. I'd been living independently and had been responsible for myself since graduating from college. Now, that was changing. As the favorite and only child of divorced parents, I knew caregiving would be bestowed upon me one day, but it happened 30 years sooner than I would have ever expected, I always imagined it would happen later in life when I had a partner and a family support system of my own, you know, after hitting all those pivotal life milestones we all dream of since we were younger. I had great friends, but none of them were in a similar situation and honestly, they just didn't get it. Now, I felt like I was living a double life. It almost felt like a weird dream, this crazy balancing act where one minute I was living it up with my friends and the next I was doing research or making phone calls or hardest of all having to make executive decisions for the well-being of my mom. Everything from life alerts home health care agencies taking over her finances and long-term care insurance policies to assistive devices, senior living, medication management, and the list goes on and on. I was living in constant anxiety of that next phone call that would prompt me to book, yet again, a one-way ticket home because mom fell, was hospitalized, or it was just time to take the reins in the next step of her care. The caregiving roles had come full circle. I was now a mother to my mom. Fast forward uh, five years, I moved back to Florida after a decade living in New York City. Honestly, the stress, anxiety, and fear of mom's state from day to day, coupled with her state of affairs, was just no longer manageable from a distance. There was no other choice than to give up the life that I had known for the last 12 years, having to turn down my dream job, leave a core group of best friends behind, and a city that had shaped me into the woman I am today to move back to a state I hadn't lived in since 2003 and start all over. But my mom needed me. And just like she had always been there for me, it was now time for me to be there for her. What a relief, you may be asking, living in close proximity. Well, yeah, having mom only a 30-minute car ride versus a -a two-and-a-half-hour plane ride was a total game-changer. But as a lot of you know, a progressive disease is filled with its own set of challenges and an ever-changing state. Kind of like that whack-a-mole game, remember, from Chuck E. Cheese? Once you think you're going to coast for a while, something else pops up to tackle. So my first order of business, unlike the independent living community I moved mom into after her fall in 2011, her disease progressed and we were faced with the next stage of long-term care, assisted living. Oh, the search for an ALF wasn't easy. As this next stage was providing a solid reality check, imagining my 74-year-old mom amongst 80, 90, and even 100-year-olds, some with physical limitations, some mental, but all of them at different stages of aging. I needed a good balance for her and was honestly so blessed to find an amazing senior living community to move her into. So after I moved mom down to South Florida and got her a new movement disorder specialist, which for those that don't know is uh, a more progressed neurologist um, when it comes to advanced neurological diseases, he re-diagnosed her with multiple system atrophy or MSA. It was weird because it was almost a relief as it explained so many of her additional symptoms that I couldn't just get my head wrapped around. worst being her hypotension. But as the years went on, I did my best to show up as the most dedicated daughter and caregiver to my mom, as I'm sure most of you are to your parents, grandparents, spouses, family members. I would be at her ALF 25 hours a week, trading off with her other private aides, as not too long after she moved into assisted living, We were told she needed round-the-clock, one-on-one attention or she would have to move into a nursing home as her level of care was just too high. And I was not moving my mom into a nursing home if I could have it. So as mom's MSA continued to decline, I was in such denial. You'll need a hospital bed, they said. A special wheelchair for her posture, they said. She's not eating much, they said. All of it was falling on my deaf ears. And in the beginning of August of 2020, right smack in the middle of the, the pandemic, things took a turn for the worse. Mom got another UTI, but this time the medication just wasn't clearing it up. She wouldn't open her eyes and wasn't eating much. Then one day, she completely forgot how to swallow, and therefore we couldn't give her solids or fluids. I had to make the decision to enroll her in hospice, and after just a week and a half later, on August 26, 2020, she passed away. At the start of it all, I had no idea about the caregiving journey I was about to embark upon. There was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but now that I'm able to look back, without having this experience without having become a caregiver far too young, I would never be where I am right now. Finding purpose and passion in helping young caregivers, speaking on stages about my care journey, being featured in articles, on podcasts, and continuing to share my story through my Instagram account. And for me, this is just the beginning. Which is why I want to share as much knowledge, and experience with all of you as possible so you can realize you are not alone and take comfort in knowing everything you are feeling and going through is 100% validated. So it's really all about being loud and proud, sharing my story and the stories of others, the good, bad, and ugly, and no, we aren't going to hold anything back. To help you see what is possible. That's my superpower. Having, quote, graduated from caregiving and being on the other side of it for almost a year now, I can help you see a path forward and also what else is possible in your life. As being in a season of caregiving at a young age does not have to be your end all be all. How do I help you feel more seen, supported, and served? How do I help you find the answers you're looking for or the resource that will help solve a problem you're experiencing? How do I help you connect with other young caregivers who will become the new set of friends you probably never thought you'd have? How do I help you continue to advance your life goals and dreams even while caregiving? Well, that is what this podcast is going to be about, sharing those stories and journeys but also giving you actionable guidance you can apply to your own caregiving experience so you can start having better days filled with more optimism and less isolation and confusion. So if you are a 20 to 40-something caregiver caring for a partner, a parent, a family member, or a friend, and you're saying to yourself, Yes, I don't even know which way to turn or how to manage all the things. I am so overwhelmed. Or I don't want to be a young caregiver, but here I am and I'm going to make the most of it and do the best I can with the cards I've been dealt and finally connect with others who totally get me because they are going through or have been on this same journey. Then this is the podcast for you. If you want to know how to connect with me, head on over to my Instagram page at Young Life Interrupted, or you can join us in my free Facebook group, Young Life Interrupted, which is a private community of young caregivers just like you, where we share stories, vent, celebrate the small wins, and come together in community and support. I cannot wait to have you join me on the next episode because I have some really exciting things coming up to kick off the Young Life Interrupted podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Young Life Interrupted. Be sure to subscribe to the show and while you are there, leave a rating and review. I read each and every one and love hearing from you. And if you're ready to connect with your tribe of fellow young caregivers who can do for you what friends and family just can't and fully get what you're going through, come join us over in the Young Life Interrupted group on Facebook. See you here again next week. Until then, keep finding those silver linings and celebrate the small wins.